the bakers of Weber's Bread present your all-star Western Theater. comes your all-star Western Theater, starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. Our guest star today is the Western Screen's famous cowboy singing star, Jimmy Wakeley. My name is Cottonseed Clark, and here are the Riders of the Purple Sage. I'm dressing up in style for in a little while. I'm going to ride into town. For every cowboy pal I know will lift his heel and go when payday rolls around. And so I'm feeling fine because there's lots of time until we're all homeward bound. To work and play with cattle, sweat and swear in battle until payday rolls around. Payday rolls around. to your favorite men of the musical West and the song you've been waiting to hear them sing. The riders of the Purple Sage go across the alley to the Alamo. Across the alley from the Alamo lives a thin old pony and a Navajo sang a sort of Indian hidey-ho to the people passing by. Now the pen of Sanitai must wish and flies and the Navajo watch the lazy sky. Very rarely did they ever rest their eyes on the people passing by. One day they went a-walking along the railroad track. They were switching, not looking. Ooh, they never came back. Across the alley from the Alamo and the summer sun decided to settle low. Fly things of Indian, hidey hole to the people passing by.
stop and look out for the cars. One, two, three, four. Red light across the alley from the Alamo. When the summer sun decides to settle low, a fire takes an Indian. Hidey ho to the people passing by. Here's another grand western pleasure for you folks. A return personal appearance to your all-star western theater of the screen's outstanding cowboy singing star, Jimmy Wakely. <laughs> Jimmy Wakely is heard with the writers of the Purple Sage and a story of the West written especially for them entitled The Lone Bandit. has its beginning in Ranger headquarters at Fort Davis, Texas. Ranger Captain John Sherman is giving orders to four newly enlisted men. You men are new in the Ranger service, and here is a chance for each of you to prove himself. About a hundred miles west of here, just beyond Alpine, is a new cattle town called Bear City. An element of crime is causing them much concern. Your orders are to investigate and eliminate things. You'll operate in your own way according to your own plans. Here are your orders and your credentials. Good luck to you, men. Well, boys, there's Bear City. That's a peaceful-looking little town to be having trouble. Well, you can't judge a book by its cover, somebody once said. Yeah, you know, I'm always suspicious of a peaceful-looking town. Well, before we ride into town, what do you think? How about splitting up in pairs? You take Dean and I'll take Floyd. We'll go around and come in from the east, and you guys ride on in this way. That sounds good enough for me. And if we play strangers to each other, it might come in handy. That's good. You don't know us, and we don't know you. We'll find a way to keep in touch with each other without anybody getting wise to us. That's good enough. All right, Dean, let's go. I'm right with you. <laughs> Looking joint. Did you ever see a saloon that wasn't? <laughs> you got something there. You know, Dean, if you ask me, this would be a mighty good place to learn what's going on around this town. Yeah, but you can hang around just so long and then everybody will start getting suspicious of you. Yes, and I've got a way to solve that problem, too. And how about letting me in on it? You see that piano over there? So what? Well, there ain't nobody playing it. Well, any fool can see that. And again, so what? Then maybe there's a job open. I'm beginning to get you. Let's ask the barkeep who runs things here. Well, let's see, man. Who's the boss man here? That's him standing right over there with the white hat, Tom Beck. Much obliged. You wait here, Dean. Yeah. Are you the head man here? That's right. What do you want? I'm looking for a job. What can you do? Well, I just noticed that you didn't have anybody on that piano. That's right. Ten a week and 50% of your tips. I'll take the job. Then start playing. Thanks. Well, I'll be so gold. Well, what do you think? Well, oh, 
looks kind of hard to tell. Being told strangers in town doesn't make it too easy to ask questions. Well, you're right about that. But well, just I... a minute. What's up? Did you see what we just passed? What are you talking about? We didn't pass nobody. No, I'm talking about that barber shop. Well, I passed a million of them. And I've never known a better place to find out what you want to know than a barber shop. I know that you might have something there. Come on, let's get a haircut and meet the Bear City barber. Come right in, gentlemen. Come right in. What can I do for you? Well, I reckon a haircut will do for me. Uh, shave. I'll take a shave when you get through with him, huh? Happy to be of service, are you? Uh, just have a seat right here. You the only barber in town? I sure am. But most of the folks around here shave and cut their own hair. Of course, I have a few choice customers. You men are strangers hereabout, ain't you? Yeah. We just rolled in a while ago. Where could we get a job? Well, jobs are kind of plentiful right now. If a man doesn't mind hard work... Don't mention hard work to me. I'm for making a dollar the easy way. You can say that again. Well, you boys know what you want to do. But no good ever come of making money the easy way. That's what brought so much crime to this town. You mean you got troubles hereabouts? Troubles? Young man, Barry City has been harassed by a vicious criminal for the last six months. Why, money and valuables are as unsafe around here as a baby is in a lion's den. Hey, vicious criminal? You mean there's just one of them? Yeah, it seems that way. And no one has been able to apprehend him so far. Well, what about your sheriff? Can't he put a stop to him? Ah, uh, the sheriff of Bear City might as well be throwing buttons on shirts for all he knows about enforcing the law. You know, Slowy? Yeah. I think I'm going to like this town. Sounds good to me. Why, surely you men don't. Respect crime? Well, not exactly. And I have less respect for sheriff. Well, just as a friendly tip, I wouldn't go about town talking that way. Why, someone might even accuse you of being the lone bandit. The lone bandit? So that's what they call him. Yeah. I guess up to now he's kept his tracks pretty well covered. Mighty well. I suppose the closest he ever comes being caught was about three weeks ago when he robbed the express office. Old Fire Wilson, the agent, slipped up on him, but uh, he got away without being identified. You know, if you ask me, you got to admire anybody who's that clever. My, my, I hate to hear young men like you two talking like that. If you want my advice, you'll stay clear of any path but the straight and narrow. That's the only road to travel. Oh, come on, Pop. Ask for a haircut, not a sermon. <laughs> What's up, Dean? Hey, Bo and Al are over near the bar, and they want us to meet him just outside of town as soon as it gets dark. Good. Watch it. Here comes the boss. You better leave. Where's that partner of yours that wanted a job? That's him going there. Hey, Dean, come here. Yeah? What do you want? You still want a job? I sure do. You know, we ain't eating any too well with the money. He's making plunk in that piano. It's just for one day, but I'll try to keep you busy with other things later on. Well, what kind of a job is it? Don't ask no questions. We'll be here at 10 in the morning. Yes, sir. I'll be right here. You'll be here too, Wakely. And you can skip the piano playing tomorrow. All right, Mr. Beck. And don't forget to weigh your guns and have your horses ready. I'll see you later. Now, what do you reckon he's up to? I wonder. There's something funny about that guy. Sure is. Well, I'll move you around the place a bit. All right. I got a half hour off. I think I'm going to grab a haircut. Then I'll meet you back here. Good. 
That'll be just about dark, and we'll get out and see four and out. There they are over there. Yeah. Easy, boy. Oh, 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 boy. Well, you guys finally made it. Yeah, we come out of town the back way in order to avoid any suspicion. Have you found out anything? Very little, I'm afraid. How about you boys? Well, nothing for sure. But what little hanging around that saloon we did put me in a mighty suspicious frame of mind about that fellow Beck that owns the place. Yeah, you could have something there. He's a funny acting guy. Yeah, he's got us down for some kind of a job in the morning that requires guns ready and horses. Then follow through. You know, I wouldn't be at all surprised that he's behind this whole thing. We heard that this crime wave was a one-man job. Yeah, but Ranger headquarters must have figured it differently to send the four of us on one job. I don't get it. That gossipy old Barbara Thompson claims that this lone bandit has given everybody the slip so far. Yeah, I had a talk with a barber myself. He sure knows a lot. Did you ever see a barber that didn't? I still think that Beck is our man, and that there's more than one man involved. From what I can gather, the local sheriff is a good, dependable man. So if it becomes necessary to need him, I guess we can identify ourselves to him with safety. I might come in handy. I heard the barkeep at Beck's place talking about a coat this lone bandit left behind. When he came there getting caught on that express company job. Yeah, I'd like to see that coat, too. It's on display over at the sheriff's office, I understand. I still think it's going to pay us to be mighty careful. You may be right. Suppose you men be around the saloon in the morning about ten and see what Beck is up to. Good. We'll see you in the morning. Right now, we'd all better part company and get back into town. <laughs> I reckon we'd better mosey over to Beck's place. Yeah, I think I'll stop in at the barber shop and get a shave. I'll meet you there in a few minutes. Say, I never saw you so particular about your looks before. I don't let that bother you. Besides, I like to hear that Barber Tompkins run off at the mouth. Well, then I'll go into the Beck's place and run around for a while. I won't be long. While I'm at it, I think I'll drop in at the sheriff's office and take a look at that coat. You identified yourself to me, Wakely. I'm anxious to cooperate with you boys any way I can. Much obliged to you, Sheriff. And this is the coat right here. Whoever this lone bandit is had to get away a little too quick and left it behind. The way I figured it, he took his coat off uh, to work on the express company's safe. And when Sire walked up to unlock the door to get something from his office, the robber made a quick getaway out the back without, uh, that is, leaving the coat behind. Yeah? You find nothing in the pocket? Not a thing. Let me see. You know, he must be a man about my build. Oh, I'd say he was, according to the way that coat fits you. Sheriff, I think I found what I was looking for. Now, don't let this coat get away. Found, found what? What do you mean? Well, I'll have to explain later. But you were wrong about the pockets being empty. <laughs> There's Dean over there on the other side. Wonder where Wakely is. Well, here he comes through the doors now. I don't know what this fellow back is up to, but there's something big in the air. Listen, he's going to say something. All right, men. Let me have your attention. I've enlisted 25 men for a job. Till now, none of you know what that job is. At 2 o'clock this afternoon, the Bobtown stage will pull out of a bear city loaded with money belonging to the Cattlemen's Association. You men are to go to Bobtown... 
And my God, I'm at stake. That money has got to be put into our bank safe. In the interest of the Cattlemen's Association, I'm putting the bill. Now, at 7 o'clock tonight, I'm holding a citizens' meeting here in my saloon. We're going to organize this town once and for all. That does it, boy. What do you mean? Beck is our man. How do you figure that? Well, to begin with, he's building himself up as a big public-spirited citizen. He hires protection for the cattlemen's money. When they get it in the bank, he calls a meeting of all the townspeople. And while they're meeting, his men are blowing the bank, huh? Beck is our man, as sure as I'm standing here. I do. As soon as Wakely and Dean get back off of that stage trip, tell them to meet us at the edge of town before that meeting gets going. Don't worry, I'll get right to them. No, Mr. Tompkins. That ain't my idea of how to make a living. I just can't believe that nice young men like you two boys really mean that kind of talk. Oh, forget it, Barber. Well, here they come right on time. Yeah, we've got to make this snappy. It's now the time for the meeting down at Beck's place. Well, boys, the money is safe in the bank. The money's in the bank, but it's far from safe. I could agree with you there, but uh, you tell me what you mean first. Well, I'll say that as soon as Beck's gathering gets underway, that bank safe will be blasted higher than a kite. By who? By Beck's own men. Why, it's as plain as a nose on your face. From what folks tell me, everybody figures their money is mighty safe when it's locked up in that bank. That's just what Mr. Beck wants them to think. Not necessarily. What do you mean? Well, I mean that tomorrow morning when the bank opens, that money will have disappeared. Now you've been holding out on us. What are you getting at? Just this. Dean, you and Sloy attend that meeting. Boy, if you'll come with me, we're going to give everybody in this town the surprise of their lives. Now, come on. Let us in on this. Yeah, what are you getting at, Wake? We don't make sense. All right, here's the dope. This morning, I went to the sheriff's office, and I took a look at that coat. <laughs> Everybody in town is here. Almost everybody. Yeah, almost everybody. You know, the more I think about it, the more I think Wakely is right. Yes, yeah, and what he says, he can't be far wrong about it. Huh? Hey, just a minute. Beck's all ready to call the meeting to order. Yeah. All right, men. Let's have your attention, please. You all know the purpose of this meeting. To try and eliminate the series of robberies we've suffered the past few months. Some time ago, we appealed to the Rangers for help. But as yet, they've done nothing for us. Now, here's my... Time that we dug down in our pockets and finance a little law and order in this town. It's about time Foy and Jimmy showed up. Yeah, this guy's been talking close to an hour. Boys, boys, I'm trying to hear what Mr. Beck had to say. Oh, hello, Barber. And to start off the problem of raising money, I'm going to make my pledge right now. Howdy, Sheriff. What's up? I'd like to say something to these men, if you don't mind. Well, that's all right, Sheriff. I reckon all of you men know the story behind this coat I have in my hand. That's the one the robber left in the express office, isn't it, Sheriff? That's right. And when we find the owner of this coat, then we have the man or men behind these robberies. Yeah, but how are you going to find him, Sheriff? Yeah, how are you going to do it? Well, I'm coming to that. Uh, Mr. Wakeley, I'd like to ask you and Mr. Willing to step up here in front for a minute. Come on up here, boys. Now, Mr. Wakeley and Mr. Willing have agreed to help me with a little experiment. Now, let's see. 
I need one more man to help us. Uh, Mr. Tompkins, would you be so kind? You're about the right size. Happy to help you, Sheriff. Always glad to help. Well, that's nice of you. Now, let's see. Uh, Mr. Tompkins, if you'd be so nice, just slip this coat on, will you, please? Well, uh, oh, why, sure. I... There. Uh, how's that? That's fine. Now, gentlemen, Mr. Wakeley, Mr. Willing, we'll continue with this little experiment. And you, of course, Mr. Tompkins, if you don't mind. Oh, happy to be of service, Sherry. Thank you. Well, first off, I guess uh, you people wonder who we are, being strangers here. So now we can tell you. We were sent here by Ranger Headquarters at Fort Davis. Tonight, we captured the bandit who is responsible for the many robberies in this town. You know, I should say that that calls for a big round of applause from all of us. Yes, sir. Well, now, we have to the man responsible for the robberies in custody. And incidentally, you all know him mighty well. Gentlemen, as the most insignificant citizen of this town... I think we should be forever grateful to these fine young rangers for catching this criminal. And I know you're all just as anxious as I am to know who they have in custody. All right. And I know this will come as a big surprise to you all. Just who is he, Mr. Wakeley? You, Mr. Tompkins. What is that? What do you mean that? I've got him, Jim. Now, don't make a move, Barber. Well, you can't get away with this. We've already gotten by with it, Mr. Tompkins. Well, boys, there's no need for me to tell you what you've done for our town. First relief we've had in weeks. But tell me, what made you uh, suspect the barber in the first place? Well, I'm afraid Wakeley will have to tell you about that, Sheriff. Right. Well, it was when I first examined the coat here. Look in the top lapel pocket. Oh, let's see. Well, there's nothing there. Turn it inside out. Well, well, what do you know about that? Hair in it. That's right. And in different shades. Well, I'd be doggone. But I first suspicioned the barber when he shaved me this morning. When a safe expert gets ready for a job, he spends a day or two working on his fingertips, getting them very sensitive and raw. That's to make his feel and touch more perfect. I knew when he started to put the shaving lotion on my face. It burned his fingers. Then I noticed that he'd been working on them. But uh, what about the bank robbery? Foy and I planted ourselves at the bank while the town meeting was in progress. We saw the barber enter the bank, the back door, and a few minutes later came out with the loot. I see. We followed him back to his barber shop and saw him hide the money. Then we followed him to the meeting. Well, just where did he hide the money? Where he hides all the rest of it. In the big hollow shell under the seat of his barber chair. Well, I reckon that closes this case. Well, and about all I can say other than thanks is hats off to the Texas Rangers. Thank you, Jimmy Wakeley. Heard with our guest star on the riders of the Purple Sage were Joe Forte as Beck and Horace Murphy as the barber. And now here's Boy Willing back to the microphone with Jimmy Wakeley. Jimmy, it's been a lot of fun playing Texas Rangers with you again. Thank you, Foy, and believe me, I enjoyed it. And right now, I'll bet the folks would like to hear a song from a favorite cowboy singing star of theirs. Well, I'd be glad to sing it, that is, if I have time. You can have all the time you want. Besides, what else have you got to do? Well, I thought I'd drop over and get a haircut. I'm getting kind of suspicious of my barbers. <laughs> Here he is, folks. Jimmy Wakeley singing a great song of the West, Melody from the Sky. 
Special musical treat from the Riders of the Purple Sage. Here's Foy Welling. Thank you, Cotton. Here's a song of yesteryear that'll bring back a lot of memories to you folks. Our next majestic record, a song that has returned to popularity. I wonder who's kissing her now. Thank you. 
never tells him more. I wonder who's kissing We want to thank Jimmy Wakely for dropping in to visit with us. And we'll be looking forward to seeing all of you folks again next week. Until then, this is Foy Willing speaking for Al Floyd, Jimmy Dean, and all of the writers of the Purple Stage, saying so long and good luck to you all. From Hollywood, you've heard your all-star Western theater. A VM Bear production starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. Our guest star is from the monogram Western picture star, Jimmy Wakely. My name is Cotton C. Clark, inviting you back next week for your all-star Western theater.